Hello and welcome to the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your hosts, Kristen and Rebecca. This is a podcast where we talk about glam, glitz, and what life is really like with a crown. This is a podcast for those girls who have inhaled more hairspray than they have oxygen. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your hosts, Rebecca and Kristen, and it's Mrs. World Week and the end of Miss America Week. So there's a lot happening right now. And we just had Mrs. USA Earth. Oh my gosh, I forgot about USA Earth. Oh my gosh, yeah. And I was watching that too. I mean, it has been like pageant central, I feel like, for my Instagram feed. I know, it really has. Well, you're a former Miss America girl. You competed in that system before. So let's start with what are your thoughts on the Miss America system? Because they made some changes this year. Well, I'm going to use this time to do my bottom, middle, and top of the pyramid. Okay. So my bottom of the pyramid for Miss America production and pageant this year was the female co-host. I'm sure she's phenomenal as a person. And she was she looked amazing. She looked gorgeous. But she was not as prepared and professional as I would have liked to see in a co-host. It was just a little bit scattered and all over the place. And she had a lot of commentary that was very personal commentary during the competition about the contestants. And I I feel like that can sway the judges. We've talked about this either on the pod or off, but sometimes what the, the MC or the host is saying during the competition can affect how you feel about them like if they're like oh that was incredible after something or if they're like wow what a story you know it can like let the judges form their own opinion I just don't really love when they have a lot of personal commentary in the after performance or after introduction type things oh yeah 100 percent. this isn't like a basketball game right this is as something where every little thing matters when it comes to one person finding another person likable or not as likable. Yeah, it's so subjective. And their role as the host is truly to host the show, not to give their commentary. If they want to have color commentary court like commentators, that should be somebody that's backstage that the judges cannot hear. I have always loved on different feeds or broadcasts of productions where they have that, where they're like in a booth above or behind the scenes that they're giving their, you know, interviewing contestants out as they run off stage and stuff. I love that. But I don't like it when the hosts are doing that. Like, that's just inappropriate to me. So that's my bottom of the pyramid is when hosts are too personal with their own opinions. And I just didn't love her as a host, but she looked phenomenal. Henry's Cloud9 dressed her. She wore this hot pink Giovanni gown. It was gorgeous. She looked beautiful. And I'm sure she's amazing. I don't know her. I just wish she would have zipped it up a little bit. What's your middle of the pyramid for Miss America? The whole entire talent competition. Oh, so really? I I love what is unique about Miss America is talent. But I don't know if it was the way that the production was broadcast on the live stream and the microphones or or what was happening. But like the singers, you could hear the breath 
really badly, which sometimes is just weird audio, like mic issues, like the volume of the mic is turned up strangely or something. And it just didn't feel like it didn't feel as professional as a production in that aspect for the contestants. There was two tap dancers. You couldn't even hear them tapping at all. It just that it was just a disadvantage. And I love the talent competition in general. That is one of my favorite parts. So I that's why it's middle is I love talent, but I don't feel like we got to really see all 11 women compete to their full potential via the live stream. I'm sure in person it was so much better, but what we got to see, I don't think was as great because of production issues. That's really interesting that that happened considering that this is a yearly show that's always televised. And so you would think at this point, that type of sound, whatever they need to do to make the sound quality really good and help the women really show their best side of their talent. Well, they had it in a new location this year. This year it was in Orlando and it's for years and years and years and years and years, it was always in Atlantic City. Then it kind of moved to a different location and it now it's in Orlando. They have a new CEO of Miss America. So everything kind of changed this year. So I'm sure they had a whole new production staff as well. And I'm completely anticipating this will all get worked out. There was one um, performer that was on stage, not a contestant, um, he, who was from Disney, I'm pretty sure they said, and he played the piano. That was amazing. They had that production perfect. It was just the contestants that it didn't feel as polished or perfect. Um, the girl who ended up winning, she did a, like a monologue or what they call a her story. And she had like a head mic Um a, like a lava mic. Do you know what I'm talking about where it goes mm -hmm. um, on your head? And you could hear her breathing so much, which maybe was part of the performance. I'm not sure, but it was a little bit distracting. Same with one of the opera singers. And I just, I just felt bad for those, all the contestants that had a little bit of that disadvantage, especially those tappers. Mm -hmm. And it just looked like they were just dancing. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you could hear their background music. It was just weird. And because it is a live stream performance, all of the dancers and performers who did anything non-singing had to use a backing track that was like a cover artist. So there was one particular contestant, she was New York, and she did a compilation of different Beyonce songs that she danced to but it wasn't Beyonce singing. They weren't allowed to use the original artist. They had to like that. That's a national rule. And that was so, ugh, I just, I wish they would allow them the rights. Like the singers would allow them the rights to use their actual songs. I know it's like a live stream issue and you can't use original songs, but it would make such a better performance. Mm -hmm. But I know what, that's like across the board for any kind of TV show or whatever, you know? Oh, well, yeah. Even just helping when I volunteer for Ohio America, that be, only because they do it alive, they mm -hmm. can't have this music. And so they have to find music that is okay for them to use that- Like royalty free. Yeah, that whatever streaming service isn't going to come in and shut them down. And yes, it's a or whole send you a ordeal. huge fine because of copyright violations. 
Yeah. Well, okay. What's your top of the pyramid for Miss America? Oh, so this is probably going to be a little bit of a spicy take, but my top of the pyramid was the top 11 onstage interview portion. So the contestants had no idea this was going to happen. They were told it was going to happen in a whole different format um, from what we're hearing now post-competition. But what happened is they all came out and they it was they there was like chairs they were assigned um like each chair was assigned a number and they were just told to sit down randomly and whatever chair they sat in that number was assigned to a topic and they had 30 seconds to just speak on that topic oh, and so you liked example, that though oh I loved it it gave the contestants such an a great opportunity to really share a, a whole unique part of how they would handle the job of being Miss America. For example, one of the contestants got the like education, one got um, political science, one got drugs. And that was Miss Colorado who ended up winning. And she took drugs in the most unique way and said, I actually am going to be a little bit unique with this. And I'm going to talk about anti-cancer prevention drugs. And then she talked about her mom who passed away from pancreatic cancer and how anti-cancer prevention drugs helped extend her life. And it was the most amazing way to share her story and her life's work and her platform through that answer. It was so creative versus anyone else probably who would have gotten drugs and talk about you know, o opioid addiction or addiction in general and how we can prevent addiction. She really took that way to talk about cancer drugs. It was so great. Yeah, that is really interesting. So it literally just was a word. So mm -hmm. I sat and see the topic and or topic and they mm -hmm. said, okay, your topic is this. Yeah. Well, like climate change. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they had 30 seconds to speak on that topic and they could share um, like one of them, I think was like uh, financial literacy or something like that. And oh, one of the, I can't remember them all. I need to rewatch it and write them all down. But someone talked about how, her work that she had done with the state and all the things that she had done across her own state and then what she would do as Miss America. I mean, it was really, really great. And the, all of them were so such good speakers. They all were able to share about themselves, the work they've been doing, and then what they would do as Miss America. It really gave a great opportunity to kind of see what, what they had done in the interview room. I loved it so much more than a full question and then really limiting them on what they would get to answer. Yeah. I mean, what if you sit down and it's something you know absolutely nothing about whatsoever that's not going to happen they're all of those contestants are so prepared on every issue on every single hot topic out there those women come in so incredibly prepared to be miss america that like they study everything going on there's no way they wouldn't have been prepared to answer those Oh, okay. So they need to know so many different current events and anything and everything that's kind of going on. Yeah, that... it wasn't necessarily current events. It was just more topics. Like if I gave you the topic of education, you could talk about education in a thousand different ways. Mm -hmm. 
And that's sort of what they did. You know, they talked about how they would use the scholarships as Miss America or how they've already used the scholarships that they had earned in this organization. If they talked about women's rights, they talked about that. Whatever that topic could be, You, it wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't like the war in Ukraine. It wasn't that specific. It was very broad general topics. Oh, so... Um, okay. That's your top of the pyramid. And I do want to ask you a question about the scholarship money because you, I know you've mentioned before that they changed it this year. So what was at the top? However, many all got the same amount. So the winner got $60,000 of scholarships and then the top, the rest of the top five all got $10,000 of scholarships. Okay. And as before, it would have been tiered. It, from... Yes, it was tiered. So maybe um, the winner got $50,000. The first runner-up got $30,000. The second runner-up got fifteen. Third runner-up got ten, And then five. How so, do you feel about that? I liked the old way of the tiered scholarships. I think it gave a little bit more value to your placement. Um, and another change is this year, the scholarships have to be used for full-time students. They cannot be applied to student loans or part-time students, which is a little bit of a disadvantage. Um, if you were already graduated, you can't really use that money unless you go back to school. And Full-time. Yeah. And if you had outstanding student loans, you might just want to apply that $10,000 dollars to those instead of having to now go back to school full time to use that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, cause if you're, what's the age limit at Miss America? 26. Okay. Yeah. If, if you're a 26 year old woman, you, there's a good chance you may not still be in school. Correct. Oh my goodness. Yes. But the winner of Miss America is a second lieutenant in the Air Force. She, um, I think, is a graduate of the Air Force Academy or is about to graduate the Air Force Academy, which is really cool. We've never had a serving member of the military as Miss America. So and really cool. Oh, that is cool. Mm -hmm. I loved her and the first runner up. I wouldn't like, I was so torn. I thought they were both phenomenal. I loved Texas. She was the first runner up. The entire competition, she just had a spark about her. Your eye just went to her every time she was on stage. So it, she just had something really special about her. And Colorado really had that story, like I talked about, like from her onstage question portion through her monologue when she talked about. Um, was she kind of like reenacted a flight and talking about her first flight she had ever done? It was really cool. Every time that she opened her mouth, you heard her story and you felt connected to her and she shared different pieces of her story. So it wasn't just that same message coming through every time. She was really phenomenal and she's going to be a great Miss America. Okay. You mentioned to me earlier, you said it was back to being more like a pageant this year. Can you mm -hmm. elaborate on that a little bit? Yes. So they brought back um, active wear competition, fitness and lifestyle and active wear. So I'm sure everybody in pageantry remembers when they eliminated swimsuit from Miss America. And this is the first year they have brought back a form of swimsuit. This year they had Rebel, um, like Rebel, the cheerleading brand, and they do a lot of active wear stuff. They sponsored the competition and all the contestants wore like, um, it was like blinged out. They could choose between a couple of different options, I think. And 
we saw them in like shorts and sparkly like little longer tank tops bra almost tops they're like a long sports bra top not all the way down to the shorts but not as short as a sports bra either and they were very cute really sparkly and they did a like a fitness wear routine they didn't do like push-ups and jumping jacks like the teens used to do but they were in like tennis shoes so not heels and swimsuits so okay. that was interesting that that was back and then the evening gown competition was truly like that uh, a few years ago if anybody remembers they moved to like a red carpet type thing where they were in their evening gowns for about 10 seconds and you didn't even get to see these thousands of dollars that they spent in these evening gowns at one point they had the non-finalist contestants sitting in those evening gowns on stage it was so disrespectful and terrible it just felt so much more like a pageant this year. They had a real crowning moment with the old school Miss America robe back that Giovanni redesigned. Like it just felt a lot more like pageant again. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they're not calling it that. I think they're still calling it the Miss America organization, not a Miss America pageant, but it was very much more like a pageant. Well, and if I'm just speaking... <laughs> Frankly, the pageantry of it all is part of why people want to watch and yes. people aren't wanting to watch people earn scholarship money. Usually it's just not, I mean, it's just, yeah, it just it, doesn't it, seem as entertaining, but when it's like, oh no, it's a pageant and we're doing all these other things as well as, you know, awarding these really intelligent women money to go to school then it's like, oh, that's that's the element of fun that's going to get people to watch, in my right. opinion. It's like why we watch like college sports. Yes, all these athletes are very talented athletes. And they're also there because they are talented athletes going to college, right? Like these are, it's in the same way. These women have a very talented part of whatever it is they do, whether they are a speed painter or a singer or they do a monologue or there was an aerialist this year, like whatever their talent is, they're very good at that. And then they're also really smart, really intelligent, great speakers, very accomplished. And they can also walk on stage in an evening gown and look beautiful and elegant doing it. Like that's a very well-rounded woman. Absolutely. And whether people want to admit it or not, the way that these women can speak to other people and just with them being a more of a warm person and them being beautiful and graceful, it does naturally make people like them, mm -hmm. which helps promote a lot of causes that they're trying to bring attention to. Yes, for sure. It was really interesting. There was a lot of things different about it. I think they're getting a lot of positive feedback from what I've been seeing from old school Miss America fans who've loved this organization for so long. They really liked the changes. They still are hoping there are more to come, but they really liked the overall feel of where we're headed. Well, I know you're happy because you did not I didn't not even love... watch it for a couple of years <laughs> because I was so like, this isn't even a pageant anymore. It's just not the Miss America that I know and love. But I feel like this year it was it was back. Even though it wasn't the same, I actually felt like it was back. 
Okay. Well, I'm very happy for you because I know that is very near and dear to your heart specifically because you also competed in that system. And so I'm glad that it's kind of making its way back to the system that you really love and care about. Yes. I hope it stays and continues to go that way. And it was interesting because some of the contestants in the top 11, at least, were you saw so much variety in the styling from the more traditional um, Miss America of like, let's say like 2001, that type of year style, all the way to more of a Miss Universe type styling, like very different. And it was, was interesting to see that they kind of went down the middle of what styling overall they went with. Like both of the top two were that sort of middle of not too Miss University, but also not too classic old school styling. Would you have changed anything about the overall production aside from the sound quality and the co-host? No, I feel like they gave every single contestant, all the, all the ladies got to come out in evening gown and do a really long evening gown parade. And that was really great. I loved that. All of the contestants who were in the top 11 got a ton of time on stage. They didn't rush them off. There was no um, weird things that happened. They didn't make them do a game show like a few like that happened many years ago. They made them do like a quiz show. There was nothing weird. It was all good as far as like the elements of the show. Well, this weekend, there's another big show going on. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. It's finally here, Mrs. World. Yes, Mrs. World. I'm I'm super excited to stream it and watch it. That's always fun to watch. Do you have anyone competing under Be Fearless under Rebecca Wheeler? I do. Um, I don't feel um, I ha don't have permission to share who I have competing, but I do have clients competing. I'm very excited. And so far, my clients are looking phenomenal. I'm very, very, very excited for them. Um, I just feel like this week is one of those weeks that I always look for forward to on social media because Mrs. World is so different than all the other pageants. Everything about this week is like next level as far as the outfits and the glam and the cultures all coming together. I love it. I know. And I know who your clients are. So I'm very excited for them too. And I'm going to also cheer them on. So Mrs. America, you go, you have your events during the week. It's very similar to Mrs. World, except I've heard you say it before. And I've heard Shaylin talk about this. It's Mrs. America on steroids. Mm -hmm. So when these women are going, what kind of differences are you seeing between the looks that you typically see at Mrs. America versus Mrs. World? Well, first of all, you see a lot more of their country's cultures represented in their fashions throughout the week. Every woman who comes, especially if they actually reside or are from those countries, not just representing the country, they will come styled, dressed usually in designers who are sponsoring their outfits like for each day. Like they'll have a, a custom look made for that day's rehearsal or event or evening gown. And it usually really reflects their culture in some way, which I think is so cool. 
I love it. I think you'll see a lot of like with their flag colors or a unique element that is very unique to their culture and their style in their in their country. I think that's something you see most is you're not just going to see a lot of typical prom type gowns or pageant styles that we see a lot in the United States. So it's fun mm-hmm. to watch that. It's also a lot more elevated as far as the fierceness of the competition. And I don't mean like in a bad way. It's just that these women are literally carrying the weight of their country on their shoulders versus just their state. So if you remember when you were Mrs. Ohio and I was Mrs. Oklahoma, I felt like I was representing all of the people of Oklahoma, all the married women of Oklahoma. I wanted to make them proud. I wanted to represent them well. Imagine now you have the whole weight of the country on you. And it's not in a bad way. It's just that you really like feel that and you feel your entire country supporting you. You feel those messages from them, their comments from them. And so that really adds a different level of like, oh my gosh, I have to perform well. And you don't want to put so much pressure on yourself to perform well that you forget the reason you're there, which is to promote whatever cause you're there for or to you know, advance the system further or whatever the thing is that you want to win, the reason mm-hmm. you want for. But it is different. It's just a different level. So you always tell your clients, I've heard you say this before, the post and ghost, once you start to get closer to the competition, just so you're not, you know, like getting into your head on anything you might see on social media, whether it's the other competitors or coaches or just people giving their opinion on your style, just literally anything. Yes. Do you, when these women come over from these other countries and they have people sending all these messages to them, do you think a lot of them will actually pay a lot of attention to that because it is a lot of people just cheering them on? Or do you think a lot of them are probably just ignoring everything, ignoring everybody and trying to get through the week? I think it's a blend. So I know a lot of the teams and truly they bring teams. Um, They will have someone who manages their social media through the week during international pageants. So they're not actually running their own pages. So they are, you know, they're the content, they're inside the photo, they're inside the video, but they're not the one probably responding back to everything during pageant week, which I think is such a smart thing. They're staying focused on the competition, but maybe their social media content manager for the week, whether it's their family member or a really close friend or some someone like that, their director is actually taking control of their phone and like responding to all the messages. Thank you. Thank you so much for your support. Those types of things. Mm-hmm. I hope that that's what most of them are doing. If you're seeing a lot of people responding, I'm hoping that's not actually them because this week is insane. Some days they have three rehearsals in one day and then an outing and a dinner, or they have three rehearsals and the Elvis suite all in a day. And that can be so, so tiring. You don't also have time mentally to extend all that energy out to respond to all your messages. This is the time you can just say in your post, thank you so much for your support. I love you all, whatever you need to say, but people will understand you cannot directly respond to every single thing. Okay. I have a hypothetical question for you. Sure. 
All right. One of your clients, they're from another country. They are out in Vegas and something's going on with the wardrobe that they have and they need a new evening gown, not necessarily a competition gown, but they're like, oh my gosh, I have nothing to wear to dinner. What are you telling them? So in a, I have a real life example I can use. This wasn't um, for Mrs. World, but at Mrs. America, I had this happen with a client where she needed to get a different gown very last minute. And I thankfully have a lot of places I can recommend to run and go. There's also the Rent the Runway um, headquarters or like in-person shop you can go in Las Vegas and just go rent a gown if you need something right then and there. There you can have things overnighted to you if you if it's the next day that you need this event for. We can have Revolve or Amazon or anybody overnight things to the hotel, but there are lots and lots and lots of options. It's not going to be free, but we can make it work. Ooh, that's a good one. I didn't know Rent the Runway had like a standalone store. Yes. And you can just pop in, try on what several different options, take what you need, rent it, and drop it back off in two days. Well, it's not going to be altered. It's not going to be perfectly fitting. So I wouldn't recommend this for a stage gown, mm-hmm. but in an, you know, in a crunch for a dinner or an event, this, this is an option that we have. Yeah. And so there's options. You don't, as you and I very well know there are great tailors if this is for your stage. <laughs> yes, I do know. And they're very quick and I would recommend them to anybody. I don't remember their name, but I have it saved in my phone somewhere. <laughs> Okay, so that is on is that Sunday? I was thinking it was finals Saturday, are Sunday. Yeah, finals are Sunday. Yeah. Prelims are on Friday. And mm-hmm. um, so that will be tomorrow if you're listening to this live on the day that this drops. And then um finals will be on Sunday at five Vegas time, I wanna say. I could be wrong. What are they doing on Saturday in between? Why is there a day? Um, I'm pretty sure it's because the theater is having a show going on and they so they have to accommodate for the theater show oh oh my gosh that's wild I don't know if I'd like that if I was competing you do your prelims and then you just roll with the punches right yeah I mean yeah everyone has to roll with the punches whether they like it or not I'm just in general I don't know if if I'd love them (laughs) I guess if I were a contestant um in between rehearsals on that day, I would be taking that opportunity to leave the hotel and go and clear your mind, get some very well needed like away time because they've been there by that point for a really long time. And we've talked a lot about how important it is to step out of the competition environment. And that would be the time I would 100% recommend stepping away. Well, do you have any favorites? You won't say, will you? Will you say? So it's wait no I would never say but it's way too hard <laughs> ever from um any pageant to make you know predictions or anything just from what you're seeing on social media especially because we know there's so much editing and photos but I have definitely noticed a few standouts from from what we're seeing so far I mean it's only been a couple of days but there are a few for sure standouts from what we're seeing on social media. It's a pretty small class this year, I think like 38 contestants. So there aren't a ton of women to 
you know, to scroll through. And I have been trying to follow all 38 of them as much as possible the who are posting and have public profiles. There's a lot of really amazing women who are so accomplished and so beautiful, um, wonderful things they've done in their countries and in their communities. I, I really, I don't know. I can't say I would never be able to say now, but I have a good like five or six that I've got my eye on. Okay. Mrs. USA Earth Descended. Yes. Mrs. Kansas was the winner. Another short hair queen. Yep. I know. I know. I loved it. Her hair was so cute. I loved her hair. Does that give you validation for your short hair? Like it's just as glamorous? I've never not had validation. I've always felt good about my hair. Sometimes you'll go back and forth and you'll say to me like, oh, I think I just like miss my extensions. Or well, I miss them not for competition necessarily. I just miss being able to like have long hair for styling it. Yeah, that's true. Like I know. When I've I, had... You know, I don't know if I've told you this, but I'm very obsessed with Dorit Kemsley's current hair. Not with Dorit mm-hmm. Kemsley current <laughs> actions, but her current hair. And like, it's so good. Loving it so much. And th- when I see her hair, that's what makes me want to have long hair again. Because my current hair just doesn't look like that. No matter what color it is, I can't make it look like that because it's just not the same length. Mm-hmm. But there's just, I don't know. I'm just such a short hair vibe. I, can't, I don't know if I can go back to long hair. It's just a lot of effort. It's a lot of maintenance. But I did I like love the whole... You think short hair is more high maintenance? Yeah. And I only say that because you have, there is no like, oh, I'm just going to throw it up real quick and it's whatever. Like you have, I feel like you almost have to style it no matter what. So you have to do that. And some days I don't want to do that. And then, so I feel like it's in my face. And then if I don't want to get a haircut, I don't have to get one for a really long time. But if you have short hair, it's just another thing that you're maintaining. Well. I mean, I guess there's pluses and minuses. It's the the washing and drying of the long hair that I don't miss. Oh, yeah. That's miserable. I hate it a lot. That's the part I think about when I'm talking about maintenance is the drying. Well, my sister and mother-in-law got me a Dyson for Christmas, and I rhinestoned the whole thing. It's so beautiful. But that thing, compared to my little Conair dryer that I had had before, dries my hair. Oh my gosh. I And I was always one of those people where it's like, oh, it can't be that big of a difference. It totally is. I was shocked, but in a good way. Okay. Anyway, so yes, Mrs. Kansas won. Her dress was stunning. I loved it. And she had a Did super Did you notice it was the same hand. dress that um, Texas International had worn at Mrs. International? No, I didn't know who it was, but I thought I'd seen it before. I just didn't know. I'm and like, we've also seen it on the Mrs. America stage before. Maybe that's where I'm thinking I saw it because I knew I'd seen it before. I didn't know if it was just from an ad. If it's, an off- it's made is by it- M&M Couture and it is a really good dress. I love that dress. Well, that was very exciting for her. I'm sure that prize package is like phenomenal, at least the last time I heard of it. It's a sauna in her house. I'm so jealous. Yeah. And then what's so cool is so like Ann Pennington was outgoing queen. So she shows up and there's just all these like life-size pictures of Ann all over the place that she gets to take home. That is so cool. What's she going to do with them? Put them all over her house. 
I would. Are you kidding me? If I had a picture like that, like with my title whole room stuff. of a uh, Kristen Houchin room. Yeah. Matt's used to it. He wouldn't care. He would be like totally into it. But yeah, totally. I would love to have something like that. That I think that whole pageant like looked really, really cool and fun. I loved all the different events they had. I really liked that they did that awards night and it seemed that their spouses were like able to come, which was really cool. I liked that. Yeah, that whole party. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the fact that they do their interviews ahead of time, like before they get there? The virtual interviews. So mm-hmm. we, I know we, I think we talked to Christine Rich about this, right? About how she felt like it was so much more relaxing during the pageant, knowing that the interview had already happened. Oh, I'm sure. Well, yeah, I'm sure we asked her about it, but it was not so long ago at this point. But yeah, I, I agree. I think it would be. Just a lot I more. I, I remember her saying like having it ahead of time and then getting there really helped her just be able to focus on the pageant while the pageant was happening and the mm-hmm. onstage competitions and the connecting with the other women and not like stressing about the interview part, which I think would be a really cool aspect for me because I do my real full-time job so much on Zoom. I'm on Zoom all the time and I do almost all my coaching on Zoom. I'm very comfortable on camera on Zoom, but not everyone is. And I see that very often in my meetings professionally, that many people are very awkward on camera and very unnatural. So I think that is a disadvantage of you turn on that camera on your computer and people just freeze and they're not as comfortable where maybe in front of a a real life panel, they are so normal and so natural and have so much energy. So I think there's people who thrive on a virtual interview and then probably people that struggle a little bit more on virtual. But if you learn how to adapt and take all the things that you do in a real life in-person interview and do those same things on a virtual interview and you learn how to do that, then you're going to thrive either way. It's like that was probably the number one thing that COVID helped most of America do, not just America, but the world is connect virtually and learn how to have that same eye contact and have that same energy and truly like connect versus just being on camera, being stiff and not feeling like you're really with the person. What do you think about it? I go back and forth because in my mind, I'm thinking, I would like it better as a competitor because this on the, along the same lines of Christine saying, okay, you just kind of get it over with and then you get to pretty much comp- – you just prepare for this one thing up until that event and then you almost have like a little bit of a break where you can recoup and then go and do all the like really, really fun, glamorous stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be cool but then at the same time – what if like I'm just not the same competitor from one day to the next and I have a great interview and I'm just maybe a little off the next day? So I don't know. It could be it could be good or bad. I'm not sure which one I like better. Yeah. I don't know. Virtual is just so different because not being there with a panel and I also would only like it if my panel virtually was my same panel that's going to be judging me in person. Because I want those people I connected with virtually to also meet me in person. If it's if it's a pageant where the same panel judges you for everything. 
Mm -hmm. Well, and as far as doing it that way in order to pick a winner, it probably does really allow the judges to see, okay, who can pretty much overcome whatever obstacle in order to connect with someone, because it is so much harder to connect with somebody over Zoom. You don't have the same body language cues. You don't have the same eye contact. It's just different. Mm -hmm. But now in you know 2024, so much of our title holder year is spent online, either on TikTok, social media, whatever platform you use it maybe isn't a bad idea because you're going to get a little peek into what they would be like on Instagram or on a live on Facebook or something like that. Really make sure their personality can shine through and they're not just like want want. Yeah, kind of flat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I don't know. It's interesting to think about. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't it, I don't think all pageants should go to it by any means, but I, it's a unique part of that system. And I think there's some advantages to it for sure, especially the part where you can now really just focus on the onstage portions. Well, I just have to tell you something that you told me to try and I hate it. And I've been holding it in this entire Mm. conversation. What? (laughs) Not 100% your fault because I didn't get the flavor you told me to get. But I finally tried bone broth. Oh, okay. The kind that I told you, the packets? No, I got the beef kind. The chicken is the only one. I told you. The chicken. I know. I know. But I really like beef. And I like that broth. I like beef broth. And so I'm like, there's... Uh, but I'm was gonna... it the packets? The no. One it, it was not. It was Why something I got. You mad at me that you don't like it because you didn't do anything I told you. I said, get the Lano Life packets, the chicken. Um. Well, I went to the Whole Food place and I got what was there. And it was... So bad. I was so excited to have it too because I'm like, oh, it's cold and I'm going to put it in a mug and I'm going to sip on it and this could be so good because I didn't want coffee and I don't drink decaf coffee. And I'm like, this can be nice. And then- your bottom I, of the pyramid? Oh, a thousand percent. I tried to season it and it just made it worse. And Matt's like, what is happening in this kitchen? I was like, I can't, I can't do this. No, this is terrible. Well, I have no sympathy right now. I literally told you what to get. I told you I tried to make my own. I told you I've tried many types. This is the one to get. Why do you not listen? You also said that when you tried to make it yourself, the only reason you didn't like like it is because it was smelly. And I got this. It came in like a carton. Then I threw it away. I I couldn't even figure out how I could ever use it ever. No. It tasted it like so bad. Base for soup or something, but no, you got the wrong one. It tasted like death. I, I, I don't feel sorry for you, but what's your middle of the pyramid? Oh my gosh! Ooh, middle of the pyramid is my my tanner that I have right now because I needed it really bad and I was translucent and I was sending you pictures of me in wardrobe and I was really embarrassed because you could like see my veins. I was so pale and I've put it on and it looks really nice. I love the olive color to it. The only thing I'm struggling with right now is it truly is meant to go in a sprayer, a spray tan thing. I just really like the color of it. So I put it in a foam bottle. And so I think I might have to just invest in a spray tanner and make Matt spray tan me again because I did that before. And then my sprayer clogged and I had to throw it away. And then now I'm here. Were you cleaning it after every use? 
Yes. Mm, that didn't sound very authentic. I know because I, I would like to think I was, but I probably wasn't. <laughs> okay. Well, either way. So I feel like I need to invest in one because they're not that expensive and they kind of pay for themselves after as long as you're not going and getting spray tan somewhere else. Oh, I love having a spray tan machine. So great. I'm, I don't know if Dustin loves having to spray tan me, but I love having it. Yeah. When I had it, I loved it. The only problem is Matt would just want to make sure he got all the white, quote unquote, white parts of me. And uh -huh. so what he would do is when he was going across my back, he like, I'd end up with the darkest butt crack because he was like <laughs> trying to like, he was like going into these like all the grooves and I'm like it who is gonna see that you have to right. stop doing that oh my goodness that's funny Dustin treats it I feel like like a painting job of a house or something he I don't think he even actually sees my body he's just like painting a house it's so funny well yeah that and that's how Matt was he's like trying to get a full coverage and I'm like of all the, no no yeah, nobody sees that you're fine focus so. on the arms legs and places people see Yep. So that was my only issue with that. And then top of the pyramid is I got a new dress at Target, which I know sounds really silly, but it's a long sleeve Cinderella blue sweater dress. And oh, it is super cute. Oh my gosh. It's so warm, but it is the softest. Like I want to sleep in this tonight. It's that soft. It is the softest thing. It's not see-through. It's so comfortable. I wore it to work today. I need it's a picture. I'll send you a picture. I took one. Oh my gosh, you're going to laugh because I took one in my work bathroom, but it's not a full length mirror. So I'm posed very funny so that you can see my shoes and my dress. This sounds very adorable. I am very excited to see. And it's your color. Top of the pyramid, 100%. I literally might sleep in this thing. It's that soft. I feel like Target clothes are hit and miss for me right now. Yeah, it just depends because there's some things where... I, I'm not totally on board with some of the trends that are happening. Same. I feel like I'm too old for them. Yeah. And it just makes me really sad. Them. They're not for me. No, I know. Same. It's okay, though. I just stick with what works for me, what I like, and what I know works for me. And that's what I do. I know. I make, I'm, I make my own trends. I'm trying to. I did wear the cutest... It's like super high-waisted, like flared Victoria Beckham style jeans and a white sweater and had an American flag on the front. And somebody said I looked like I came right out of a 90s Gap commercial. And I was like, oh my gosh. What a compliment. Thank you so much. That's what I said. I was like, thank you. Time to wrap it up. Are you ready for our Christmas question of the week? Yep. Let's do it. Okay. I hot off the heels of Miss America. As we asked last week about the um, fitness slash swimsuit competition, this week I want to ask, do you think that talent should be added as an optional competition for Mrs. Pageants? I think if it's an optional, then 100%. Anything that's going to give somebody the opportunity to show maybe like you, like you said, a talent and be praised for it. I'm a hundred percent all about that. But then I also totally understand the women that don't get into pageantry because they feel like there is a talent portion of the competition and they don't want to do that portion. So I think if it's an optional, yes, add it in. I think if it would be a mandatory part of the competition, I would not be as for that. What would your talent be if there was an optional competition? Is this tell you what your talent should be. You should 
hand rhinestone something on stage. Okay, wait. I was thinking about that, but that takes so long. Rhinestoning is not fast. Usually there is a two and a half minute or a 90 second limit. So I'd have to do like something. I mean, I'm doing Peloton now. So I'm, maybe I could teach. You can't a, do a Peloton routine on stage. I can teach a spin class. No. no, 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 no. I could sing if I had to. I was Sandy in Greece in high school and I was Lori in Oklahoma. And so I was, I did all the musicals. Okay. So we could do like a Broadway number. Musical yeah, theater. I, yeah, I could do oh musical theater. See, I always think when they sing, it's like these like huge like belted out like Adele or opera. But no, I could totally do a Broadway number. For me, if I was going to enter into a pageant, and then I found out like oh you have to do a talent portion, and it's just not something. It's not something that I've really been working on for a long time, and it would just be one more thing that I really am not interested. In oh my gosh, no. You know what we would do for a talent? We would do a 90 seconds of the podcast. <gasps> we podcast on stage. Yes. Okay, I'd be down for that. Just like a live, not planned podcast. Yeah, we would just 90 second podcast. Like, oh, yeah. Live with 90 seconds of the pageant buzz. Here is USOA's Mrs. Ohio, Kristen Houchin. Yep. Oh, I can do that all day long. I can do all That's the ad talent. Truly, <laughs> Just like, talking. You can, any, you can make anything a talent. I'll be your accompanier. <gasps> yeah. So instead of having a piano, I have a Rebecca. Yes. Like, right. I, you know, like when they bring out uh, the whatever, the prop, they'll yeah. like, bring me out on a stool. I'll have a mic and then you'll come out like you'll get introed. And you'll you'll stand there and you'll sit down and we'll start potting. Perfect. Uh, well, you can find us at Pageant Buzz Pod on Instagram. And as Rebecca always says, don't forget to sparkle. This podcast is produced by the Fearless Network. Always be fearless.